We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So yesterday was the uh, National Transgender Day of Remembrance. And it was a day that followed in close proximity to a horrific shooting at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where five people were killed and upwards of 20, maybe more than 20, were wounded. Terrible, terrible, terrible event. No one wants to see that happen. No one wants to see a mass shooting happen anywhere. But... The left, as much as they hate the mass shooting, uh, well, never let a crisis go to waste, right? So uh, New York Times columnist Michelle Goldberg wrote this. The police are still investigating the motive behind the shooting, but we know the suspect was charged with committing hate crimes and that the attack took place in a climate of escalating anti-gay and anti-trans violence and threats of violence. We also know, she wrote, In recent years, the right has become increasingly fixated on all-ages drag shows, part of a growing moral panic about children being groomed into gender nonconformity. Club Q, that's the club in Colorado, hosted a drag show on Saturday night and had an all-ages drag brunch scheduled for Sunday. Perhaps we'll learn something in the coming days that will put these murders which took place on the eve of Transgender Day of Remembrance, into a new light. But right now, it seems hard to separate them from a nationwide campaign of anti-LGBTQ incitement. That is Michelle Goldberg of the New York Times, never letting a crisis go to waste. In other words, agree with me that the LGBTQ agenda must be upheld and uplifted and defended at all costs, Or you approve of a mass shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub. This is the emotional, psychological, and political blackmail played by the left. And it's not just played in the New York Times. It is played right here locally in our local public schools. I take you to the Olentangy School District where I found out today they have... 31 people, I think I counted correctly, in the Olentangy Local School District. They have their own webpage in the Olentangy Schools called Building Diversity Liaisons. And in every school in the district, pre-kindergarten, Alum Creek Elementary School, Arrowhead Elementary School, on down the list. It looks like there's about 15 elementary schools there. There's uh, five middle schools and four high schools. They each have a diversity liaison. And the diversity liaison at the Liberty Middle School is a woman by the name of Elizabeth Tate. Would you like to know what Elizabeth Tate 
posted, well, not actually posted, she emailed this to every student in Liberty Middle School. She emailed this to every single student at Liberty Middle School. They didn't ask for it. They didn't sign up for it. She emailed it because she's got license to do it, right? She's the diversity and inclusion person. Given that this week was Trans Awareness Week and the 20th is Trans Remembrance Day because we can't just confine our trans remembrance to one day. We have to have a whole week. Like, Remember when Pride Week used to be a thing? Now it's Pride Month. Pretty soon it'll be Pride Year. A, a face club student, and face is like an organization of you know transgender, LGBTQ. It's just a, another example of the alphabet mafia. A face club student submitted this culture request or this culture quest challenge. And you see how this is done? Elizabeth Tate says a student, she didn't name the student. She didn't show the student's email posing the challenge. She says a student, which gives her the license to, if she wants to, post whatever she wants to, crediting it to, or laying it on some student, real or imagined. A face club student submitted this culture quest challenge. Using the attached poster, answer the following questions. In other words, every kid at Liberty Middle School got this email from Elizabeth Tate, Offering them a prize if they would participate in this exercise. So what are the questions they have to answer? How can you show acceptance and be respectful toward trans people? What are the ways that you can support a trans person? List at least two. What is one thing you should challenge specifically about trans people to make the community safer for them? Write your answers on a slip of paper or email Elizabeth Tate through Schoolology. Be sure to add your first and last name as well as grade level on your entry. So this way, Elizabeth Tate can find out who participated and who didn't participate. And if she wants to enact some kind of consequence for, toward those who don't participate, uh, I'm sure she's free to do that. Or, or maybe since, let's say... Uh, a certain couple of kids don't participate in her little uh, trans contest, she could go engage them in conversation about why they didn't participate. Does she have a badge? I don't know. I suppose she does. <laughs> Wait a minute, Bruce. Uh, she did not enter the name of the student who sent the challenge. No, she did not. she wants the names but of But she wants the names of the others, yes. Thank you for pointing out that glaring double standard. Be sure to add your first and last name as well as grade level on your entry. There are two Culture Quest boxes, one in the library and one beside the Heritage Month display in the glass corridor. There are always a 6th grade, 7th grade, and 8th grade winner for each Culture Quest challenge. Prizes are attached. The winners of the challenge will be chosen Tuesday, November 22nd. Winners will be notified by email. Good luck. What's the prize? (laughs) I hazard a guess what the prize is. Probably free pass to the nearest drag show or drag brunch. So you see how this game is played, right? A mass murder takes place. And so, hey, we have an opportunity to shame anyone who believes in biblical morality. 
we have a chance to shame anyone who doesn't affirm gender mutilation, sexual mutilation, genitalia mutilation of children, who doesn't approve of chemical castration of boys by DNA-altering drugs. We have a chance to shame anyone who doesn't sanction us giving drugs to girls that will permanently stop their fertility. We can use the dead bodies of those shot at this Colorado Springs nightclub to further our agenda. Is there anything more despicable than that? Yes, in fact, there is. Uh, Let's listen to a cut from the NBC Evening News. This is a reporter by the name of Ben Collins talking about the same kinds of things that um, this New York Times writer was saying. Um, How significant are those two dates? Yeah, and and also hours before what they called an all-ages drag brunch, which is probably the number one target of these uh, anti-LGBTQ events recently. Like, for example, the Proud Boys will go and protest any drag brunch, any, um, any drag story hour, anything that a child might go to meet a, a drag queen, not you know, just to show them that they're human beings and people. They talk, they they go there and they they read Dr. Seuss there. They read uh, regular books, uh, but it's read by a drag queen, and they you know they have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's oh, no. what's viewed as on the far right. And these spaces have become dangerous places of real life information warfare. There's Proud Boys showing up on one side. Sometimes people like local Antifa members show up on the other side as a as a way that it, it, be, it becomes a place where kids aren't safe, not because of the event itself, but because of this culture war that's been propped up uh, on top of it. Uh, and uh, that's not something that should happen. This is not something, you know, these people should be able to live their lives uh, without fear of being murdered, literally. Uh, but right now, that's the sort of climate that's been created by uh, anti-LGBTQ uh, protesters and, frankly, bigots. Ah, see, if you are a parent and you don't want some guy dressed provocatively like a woman, mocking womanhood, preventing a perverted view of sexuality to your kids, you're a bigot. You're a bigot. You don't dare protect your children from that. They're just having breakfast. Yes, Jonathan works in the rail industry. And he provided me some additional insight that some of the unions are looking for in these negotiations in order to avert a rail strike. And this is something I'd have no problem giving people. They have right now uh, no opportunity to take a sick day off to take their family member to the doctor or something like that. So they're seeking 15 sick days a year. That's a lot of sick days, though. I mean, I think you should be able to ask off to go take somebody to the doctor. 15 sick days a year. I mean, if they most most companies now are going to the uh, they call them PTO days, paid time off, so they can be vacation, they can be sick days, they can be personal days, whatever. And that's an easier way to go. I have no problem with that. You should be able to tend to your family, but the cloud of suspicion that hangs over this to me is the federal mediator walked away, thus ratcheting up the alarm over. Uh oh, what if we have a rail strike? Then they swoop in at the last minute, and the unions, quote-unquote, agree to a tentative agreement. Okay, crisis averted. Vote Democrat in the midterms. And then 
they averted disaster in the midterms. And now some of the unions see weakness in Joe Biden. Imagine that. A guy who can't even find his way off stage. A guy shaking imaginary hands. A guy who day in and day out says things where you go, what? What is he talking about? They see weakness in that man, and they're going to take advantage of it. And I'm a guy who believes in leverage. If you got leverage, then you should use it. But if you don't have leverage and you just whine about it, uh, that I'm not a fan of. And that is where outgoing Ohio Supreme Court Justice Maureen O'Connor is. Now, Maureen O'Connor is being uh, aged out of the Supreme Court. Maybe she's salty because she's one of those women who have a problem with divulging their age and the fact that she's being chased out of office underscores the fact that, hey, Maureen O'Connor is 70. <laughs> so she's on her way out going uh, full nuclear bridge burning, okay? She says, let's put it this way. The bridges I burned, I would never use them anyway to get across. Of the fact that um, Republicans threatened to impeach her, she said, I've been called worse by better and I don't care. She claims to be prioritizing coming back to put a constitutional amendment on the Ohio uh, statewide ballot to eliminate the authority that the legislature has to draw legislative maps. I don't know if she'll be able to get that on the ballot. And she does. Good luck to her. Uh, She says she does not share the values now displayed in the Republican Party. I did not, and I still don't. I never did. I never would. (laughs) We knew that. We knew that from your stupid court rulings, injecting yourself into the legislative maps controversy when you were not invited in. That makes her a Democrat? Yeah, it does. Would she be the first judge to flip Republican to Democrat to get elected? They do it or all the to time. do it, yeah, they do it all the time in Franklin County. Yeah. It's the only way you can get reelected in Franklin County. And I know she's statewide and she's won a ton of elections and she's popular, but uh, I will not miss her. And uh, whoever replaces her will do a better job, hopefully, hopefully a better job, standing up for things that we need in Ohio, like House Bill 616, which would keep teachers from doing what they're doing in Olentangy schools right now. Sending emails to kids about the Transgender Day of Remembrance. And here's a contest. And you can enter the contest. And if you don't enter the contest, if I don't get your name and I don't get your information, then I'll know you didn't enter the contest. And that'll give me the license to come up and talk to you about what is it about the Day of Transgender Remembrance that didn't motivate you to enter the contest? Now, I'm curious. Do you think that Elizabeth Tate, the teacher, at Liberty Middle School, who's sending out emails to every single student at Liberty Middle School about the contest she's come up with for the National Transgender Day of Remembrance. Alan, what do you think the odds are that on the uh, National Sanctity for Human Life Day that Elizabeth Tate, who's all about the inclusion, after all, she is uh, she is listed as the diversity liaison. Do you think Elizabeth Tate is coming up with a contest that she'll email every student at Liberty Middle School about on the uh, National Sanctity of Human Life Day? Uh, I don't think so. How about on the National Day of Prayer Day? Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. You're a suspicious person, Al. I'm a bigot. I, <laughs> come on. Come on, Bruce. <laughs> oh, well, I'm new at this Democratic name-calling game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, come on, people. What is what is with Olentangy School Administration uh, that Matt- they are allowing this utter 
indoctrinating nonsense in their schools, appointing a diversity liaison in every single school. Let me have, let me give you some news, Olentangy School District. Kids don't see color. Adults point out color to kids, and then they notice it. Elementary school kids don't see color. If you just leave them alone and let them relate to each other, they'd be just fine without you calling attention to the differences between the ethnic different the ethnic uh, groups in your school district. I see this all the time. You say, well, you know, once they get older. I am interacting with high school kids all the time who play sports together. And there is zero, zero division along racial lines. Are you a good teammate? Can you get the job done? Do you sacrifice for me? Will I sacrifice for you? All those things that could build a really phenomenal melting pot of a culture are just fine if you don't inject the adult, quote-unquote, perspective on it. So, I mean, the, the Olentangy School District needs cleaned up so, so badly. And you had the chance in your last school board election, and you blew it. I mean, you just utterly blew it. But there's hope, because around the country now, we are seeing, of course, a group of bigots. They've been labeled as such. Moms for liberty. Uh-oh. Moms. Wow. They're dangerous. Liberty. Ah, oh, we can't have that. Moms for liberty. They won big in school board elections across the country two weeks ago. In South Carolina, they had a school board overtaken by candidates endorsed by Moms for Liberty. What have they done since? They voted to fire the district's superintendent shortly after removing the former head of the school board replacing him with a local attorney who had the backing of the parental rights group Moms for Liberty. That's how you do it, folks. That's how you do it. You get involved at the local level. Look, the left has won the long game. They've taken over academia. And we can try to snap our fingers. We can try to turn the page. We can try to change it overnight. It really can't be changed overnight nationally. But it can kind of be changed overnight locally. If you get the right people elected to your school board and you just say, we're not putting up with this. Big Walnut did it. Big Walnut did it. Oh, it's terrible. Look at the books they're not allowing here. Yeah, because the parents voted these guys on the board. And they don't want them. The wokesters on the board. I'll be very surprised, very surprised, if there's a junior high school in the Big Walnut District, now that they've remade their school board, where somebody has the freedom, the latitude, to send emails out to everybody, getting them to enter a contest on the National Transgender Day of Remembrance. But it's happening in Olentangy, and it'll continue to happen until you get rid of your superintendent and your school board.